This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to chat with my guest today. You all may have met her before because she's been on the podcast before. Her name is Deshay Peacock. And there are a couple of reasons that I asked her back today. So number one, we talk a lot around here about accountability, about you are who you hang out with. (laughs) And Deshay for me is such a good example of this because I have a community where I live. I have lots of friends. And Deshay and I met years ago, I would say nine years ago, online. We ended up in two different back-to-back programs together, and I actually think they were both our first online programs we each ever took. And so we noticed each other, and we became – she was like my first internet friend. (laughs) And we started emailing. We've gone through different phases where we talked more often and supported each other in growing our business. And I got the privilege of really watching her step into her – really unique brilliance. And it was fascinating and inspiring to watch. So I wanted her to be on today because she is so good at imagining what she wants her life to look like, and then just taking the next step. And I wanted to hear, I wanted you to hear some of what's been going on in her life and how she's been doing that lately. And we go through like the whole backstory when we talk. So I think that you'll really enjoy this as some inspiration for you to do your own imagining of what you want your life to look like and how you can pull, like just understanding that you don't even have to know all the hows. You just need to imagine what's possible. And it's really cool to see how Deshay did this. So I'm not going to tell you any more about that because I want you to see this in action. Um, So a few things. Friendship, accountability, really leaning into your dreams. These are all things we're going to talk about. I have her on talking about the topic that she is teaching about mostly lately, which is list building, because she also recently launched a course, which I'm super excited for you to hear about. List building is definitely um, a high, 
um, rated, converting. I don't know how you want to say it. It's just definitely something worthwhile if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, especially if you're a busy entrepreneur, which I know everyone here is because we all balance lots of things. And so I, I also invited her on so that you can learn from her. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that at the end. But mostly this is really about inspiring you to lean into the life, to let yourself dream about the life that you truly want. All right, so I have one announcement, which is I would love to talk to you. If you have been on the fence about Flow 365, if you didn't join us in January, or you're just, maybe you're new and you don't even know what I'm talking about, and you're looking for support to really do a lot of what we talk about on today's episode. So uh, my mission here on this podcast is to talk to as many inspiring women, people as possible so that we can be inspired to make money, mother our kids with such joy and compassion, to take impeccable care of ourselves while we do both these things, to make tending to our homes easier, to make relationships more fun and fulfilling, like all the things that make up our life, our multi-passionate lives. I want to inspire you to show up to that life that you might imagine after you listen to this podcast. And then what we do over in my program is we really help you We basically hold your hand so that you can walk toward this life that you're imagining. From time to time, we also help you imagine. We have a lot of tools for that. But really, it's about showing up each week and then recommitting and recommitting and recommitting because it is a process. It is a process to create the life you want. And both Deshay and I have done it a little bit more maybe on our own. And I don't know that any of either of us would recommend that as as a way to go. It definitely slows things down. Um, Sometimes it can make things more lonely. And so I really wanted to create something where we have these tools for you. We have this container for you. We have this camaraderie for you so that you can lean into the life of your dreams every day. And so I talk a lot about how that, you know, has to do with, you know, making a plan and showing up to the plan. And we just have all these other amazing facets of that as well, like learning how to focus and being supported in your focus. We have these co-working sessions that are four times a day sometimes so that you can in 90 minute chunks show up to your life, show up to your business, show up to your home, whatever it is that you're working on, show up to your taxes at this time of year, maybe. And We also have in this year, in 2022, we've integrated in a lot of times fear comes up and can stop us in our tracks. So, so we've, we've done a lot of, um, tending to the, the, we're really good at helping you tend to the busyness and slowing down to make a plan and show up to your life in the way that you really want. Um, and we're really good at supporting you in, in some of the doing of that. And where I really wanted us to get even better in 2022 was to help when the fear arises. So we've partnered with some of the most amazing energy workers and healers. And at the moment, twice, sometimes three times a month, we, um, 
we do that. We have we we tend to our nervous systems. We we have guided meditations and we see what's possible. These two things are one is called the monthly root, one is called monthly om and we're really tending to our our souls. And in May I am inviting in my mentor, Syl Reynolds, who actually you're going to hear from on the podcast next week. And we're going to hold four soul sessions where Syl is going to actually coach women through the fear that comes up as you lean into these dreams of yours that are totally yours to have, but that life can throw us some obstacles around. And so everything we do in Flow 365 is just meant to help you keep moving forward with ease and grace. And so if you want to talk to me, if you want to tell me what's up in your life, if you want to see if this is really for you, um, I have committed to opening up my calendar a little bit more this spring so that we can have these conversations. I love connecting with you. And so if you go to plansimple.com slash talk to Mia, you will get to my calendar and you will see some times each week that are open um, that I've set aside 20 minute chunks um, to connect with you. And I would love to connect with you. Um, I would love to see what's up. I would love to hear your obstacles. I would love to hear your wins. I would love to hear all of it. So again, plansimple.com slash talk to Mia. Um, let's, let's connect. Let's chat. All right. But first, let's get really inspired by Dishe. All right. Here we go. Hello, Deshay. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Welcome back to the Plan Simple Podcast because you've been on before. Yes, I have. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me, Mia. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this conversation. So, so many different directions to go, but I think I want to get started. One of the reasons I was like, oh my gosh, we have to get you back on again right now um, is because you consistently really build your life in a way that suits your dreams, your creativity, um, even though like not all the structures around you might support that. And I just, I think that that's so important for women because I know that the women here are like really trying to um, go towards big goals. And sometimes it's just really helpful to see sometimes um, other people who are going for big goals and what choices they're making that are kind of different than the mainstream. So will you tell us a little bit about just your life? Like, and, and so you're an <laughs> entrepreneur and you have a daughter. And uh, when I opened the email and asked you to be on this, you had just come back from three weeks in Mexico. So tell us what you're thinking when you're thinking about like, this is what I'm creating. Well, first, just thank you for reflecting that back to me, because I realized like what I'm doing is different and it's it's with a lot of intention that I've gotten to this place that I'm able to live the lifestyle that I really want that is connected to my dreams and it is meaningful and it's fulfilling and it is abundant. And it's taken me a lot to get here and now I'm doing it. But but like you said, it has been consistent. So one of my main values, well, I guess two or three of my main values, one would be, of course, my family. And I am a mom to a teenage girl. Um, and when she was little, I really wanted to be available to her just 
was physically present because, you know, my mom, she got divorced when I was about 12 and it was like, she would wake up early and have to commute to work and come home and she'd be tired and have to take a nap. And so there was just a lot of time that I didn't have with her, you know? Um, so I wanted to just be available for Isla when she went to school, when she walked to school, I wanted to be here. And when she came home, I wanted to be here. So there's that, which was like, okay, I need to have, I need to create a lifestyle where that can be possible. But I also need to make money um, because my husband, you know, he's a teacher. They're not known for making like the most money in the world. So it's like, this is a two family income. So I'm not a stay at home mom. I need to make money. So I need to somehow create this life where I can support our family but be present. And then the second part is that I love to travel. I love adventure. I get energy from exploring new places and I love to share those places. And I love to go to places that fit, um, I guess my aesthetic, which would be not the cheapest type of travel in the world. You know, like I like a certain level of travel these days in my life. Um, and that costs money. And so, I've figured out how to weave all this together in a way that now fits our family's lifestyle and it works for me and it works for my family, but it has come with a lot of conversation and some compromise. My gosh, I love that so much. And the dog won't stop barking. (laughs) Okay. Let's see if we can make him stop. All right. We might have to take a little of that. Can you hear the dog barking? I didn't hear the dog barking only once. Awesome. Well then I'm just hearing it much louder and maybe we can just keep going. So I love that. And one of the things that I, I want to go back to and reflect on with that, I guess, is, um, so you've built this like amazing lifestyle and I've watched you do it. So I know, so you've been doing it for years and at one point your daughter wasn't a teenager and yet you still would escape to Mac. Like, so I, I feel like you really like you had this vision and you really lived into it over time and like built it up to a place that made sense. And so I'm curious a little bit about like, Like, I remember like at first you would go for a week, right. And you would, I think you left your daughter behind. And then at some point, like she started coming and like, so I'm assuming that like leaving her behind might've felt hard the first time or whatever. And if that's one of your values and then you like brought your family more and more into it. So will you talk a little bit about what it looked like to really build it and to really lean into it before you could afford the level that you wanted and before you could weave your family into it in the way that maybe you envisioned um, sort of as you got to the place where you are now, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's been an evolution and it's, it's changed according to our finances and according to I was age, right? So yeah. when I first started my business, I think she was five or six. Yeah. And um, so she was I believe she was in first grade and I kind of dove right in, right? I was like, I'm quitting my job. I'm starting this new business and I'm pulling my daughter out of school. And we're going to this place I've never been before, but that I've always wanted to go called San Miguel de Allende. And we're going to go for a month. <laughs> and so, you know, that was a conversation with my husband and it was sort of like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, honey. And, you know, <laughs> little did I, you know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And that continued every year for the next eight years. But at the first, the first time it was like, you know, we're going to go for a month and I'm going to put Isla into this 
um, little art school where they, they're going to teach her Spanish and it's going to be this cultural immersion. And I'll take her there from nine to 12. And we're going to live in this. We did it basically a trade. So I reached out to like every single person, which I think there were about three or 400 of these Airbnbs in, um, in San Miguel. This was eight years ago, right? And I wrote to all of them and I was like, would you be interested in doing a trade and coming to Vermont for a week and I'll come to Mexico because I couldn't really afford to like, just live there and pay for an Airbnb. I just quit my job and I was just starting this business. Right. And pay for Isla's little school. And so I, after writing several hundred people, finally one wrote back and she was like, yes, I would love to. Um, and in fact, you can stay in my place for a whole month and I'll just, wow. Yeah. And I'll just come to Vermont for a week because, you know, since my husband's a teacher, he only has off a week. So we've always had to negotiate around his breaks. Right. And when she was little, the the hardest part of it was that I wanted to be gone like for three months. Ideally, I wanted to be gone for as long as possible in the winter, like January through March. But for my husband, when she was little, he's like, you're taking our daughter away. No, he, he wasn't into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like you're going to go live over there and have fun in the sun. And I'm going to be here in Vermont alone in the house with the cat, you know, like, no. So there was a lot of negotiation of like, okay, well, let's just go this first time. And we're going to go for a month and look, it's not going to, we're not going to go into debt because we're doing this house trade and it's free. And then when you can come to Mexico for a week, and that's when um, her name was Chris, Chris will come to live in our house for a week. And so we really only have to pay for our plane tickets. There was a lot of negotiation around money at that time and time. So then it just evolved. And so the first time I went, it was just that I finished, I was writing my first book. I finished my book and I remember coming home and like crying on the airplane. I was just like, no, I don't want to come home. Like This is so fun. And this is so amazing. And so I was very motivated to try to figure out how to come back the next year. And that's when I had the idea for a retreat. So the second year, when I came back, I did a, a retreat. It wasn't a luxury retreat. Like I did after that, it was more just kind of like, um, I don't want to say basic, but it was a lower cost retreat. Um, and I had like the one person that I met there happened to lead retreats and she like helped me figure it all out. So there was a lot of synchronicity. What I call a lot of magic around that time. And I think the magic came because I would have such a strong desire and I was looking for answers. I did not know how I was going to do it. I didn't have anything to back up that I would be able to just go and lead a retreat in another country. Um, but that's what happened the second year. And I think that year I just went by myself and I led retreat for a week and I came home and then over the next, you know, this was a span of eight years. There were times when I would go for three weeks and Island Matt would come for one or four weeks there. Were, and then there was one time in 2019 when Island, I went for six months we went for the whole six months. That was the longest time. And she, you know, I took her out of school again and she went to this um, bilingual school and we stayed in Airbnbs and I led retreats. And when I led retreats, she had to come home for those times. And it wasn't actually totally planned. Like we were supposed to go for a few months. Um, so there was a lot of trying to figure out logistics, but honestly, Mia, like the way that I did it was I really let my heart lead. 
And so when I went there and I went to school and we were supposed to only be there for a short time, my heart was like screaming. It was saying like, stay, 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 stay. But Isla's heart wasn't necessarily screaming that. And Matt was just had no clue that I was going to be like, hey, we're actually going to stay for six months, you know? So it was negotiating these things. What would it look like, guys, if we did it this way? And then how can we manage all these logistics to make this happen? And the funny thing now, if you don't mind me skipping forward, now that she's a teenager and she's 15, we're looking at February break this year you know, kind of like COVID's easing up a little bit now. And it's like, where do we want to go for vacation together? And Isla said, I really want to go back to San Miguel. I want to see my friends that I made in the sixth grade. And we were like, okay, sure. Let's support that in her. Let's go back and let her reconnect with her friends from sixth grade. Now she's in ninth grade. And as soon as we got there, we were like, what's going to happen? They haven't seen each other in three years because of COVID. We didn't go for a couple of years. And it was just like, she just bonded with her friends and she got invited to parties, which is a whole new level. I know Mexico is like whole different in ninth grade than the U S for sure. It's like, mom, I was invited to a party in Mexico. I'm like, wait a minute, stop. Like, who are these people? Where is this party? Like I haven't even had to address that in Vermont because there aren't any parties. (laughs) So by the end of the week, she was like, we can't leave. We must stay. And I'm like, look at this circle of like me. I was having to convince everybody to come and experience this. And now here she is trying to convince me, can we stay mom? Can we stay? Can like, how can we make this work? I want to be here, you know? So it's just been a long, interesting ride. I love that. I love that. And it's so cool. It's funny because we didn't even talk about you mentioned that you went the first time to write the book, but I just feel like, I mean, I've known you ever since you started your business. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's cool to see, like, you know, it's like, you really wanted to write a book. And I mean, you're a business coach, but your book is about home decor. And so it's like, you've really brought in all these pieces when you want to do something, you kind of make it happen, which is, which is, which is cool. And I love the piece of negotiations and, um, and like going against the grain, I mean, and, you know, and I took my kids out of school for a year, so I totally relate and people are always surprised and asked how I homeschooled. And I always have to like smile a little and be like, well, I kind of didn't do everything. <laughs> like we kind <laughs> of winged it. <laughs> yeah. We kind of, they read a lot and they wrote a lot. And eventually the kid who was in seventh grade caught up on math, but like, Besides that, like, and they all went back into the next grade. Like it wasn't like they had to stay back or anything. It's like sometimes like we, we get so sucked into the systems and the way things work and the way they have to be. And I think that makes it hard, especially for us women who are having these ideas and convincing other people that they should come along with us. Um, You know, we, we really have to, we have to really stand, stand strong and, coming from the heart, I think makes that so much more available to us to sort of stand firm and be like, no, this really could work this way. Um, Yeah. And it's really hard because sometimes I, you know, I think that 
culture teaches us in this, in this country that, you know, women were supposed to be at home and we're not supposed to go off, but if yeah. it was a man and he was like, well, I'm going off to another country to work. Everybody be like, well, good for you. You know, but it's like, oh, you left your children. Oh, I know. Gosh, how, <laughs> like, how dare you? You must be an awful mom. You don't care. And it's like, well, what the, what about me? Does anyone care about my emotional well-being or the fact that I like get seasonal depression disorder and I want to leave? Like, I hate to say it this way, but like my husband, my daughter, they're not like standing there trying to make sure my mental health is like on par, you know, they're living their own life. It's, it's, it's up to me to take care of myself. And I have to like, I have to make sure that I am my own best advocate in that way, or else I won't be my best self. And that means that it will trickle down. There'll be a trickle down effect, you know? So it's like, you know, you've probably heard this. So like, if mom is happy or if the wife is happy, everybody's happy, you know, it's so true. And I've seen it play out. And now we're getting off topic a tiny bit, but I hope you don't mind. I've seen it play out in some, and this may sound judgmental. I hope it's not, but I've seen it play out where women try to be everything for everyone else. And what happens is it backfires. So they get to a point and it's like the kids are growing up and they're like, okay, I've given myself fully to this family and I haven't given to myself and now I'm resentful for it. And I'm not sure who I am or what my identity is. And then they start blaming everyone, (laughs) you know, and it's like, oh gosh, that, that doesn't actually work. Does it? It backfires. I love that. And well, and I love your story that it got back to your daughter. Like actually you were giving to her that whole time because then she got to stand in her power and be like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, it happened to be similar to, um, what you had, you know, literally taught her (laughs) like to want to go to that town in Mexico. But, um, but it's interesting because I I had a similar story happen last year at like, I've as well been really good at, um, advocating for myself over the years. And I think we assume that you're choosing either, or you're like advocating for yourself, or you're really tuned in tune with your kid. And it totally is not that way. Um, so that's like assumption we just all need to get over and move on from. And in fact, last year, I would say that I was able to focus in a way on my daughter in a way that I had I never could have focused if I hadn't taken care of myself before, you know, like I would have never been able to show up in that way. Had I not taken care of myself in the years before that moment. Um, so yeah, that's, I love that you reframed it in that way. And it's like not either or, but it's, and it can yeah. be both. It can be yeah. both. And I think it has, I, I would say, yeah, it has yeah. to be both. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we, we can, we can love better from having loved ourselves, whatever that looks like for us, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean everybody escapes to Mexico and we're not saying that at all, right? Like that might not be everyone's totally taking care of themselves, but everybody has a version of Mexico. So yes. when you're, I know you have so many great tools and then we're going to get into business a little bit more. Cause I want to give everybody some, some great tools for that, but I know that you have some great tools for how you do lean into what it is that you desire and want in order to make it come 
to pass. Will you just share one with us? Like, like when you're, when you're like, I'm going to go to Mexico, like, what do you do besides having the logistical conversations? Tell us about some of the magic and how you make that happen. Well, I think it all first, it's around clarity of desire. So first I think about like, what is it? What's the ideal situation that I would love to happen? Um, And then I do meditate every day. So I'll meditate uh, 15 minutes every day. And the first part is um, clear and let go. So just clearing out my nervous system and letting go of any negative thoughts because those negative thoughts can stop you. And then the second part is gratitude. And then the third part is asking. So I'll ask for things. I'll visualize and ask for the magic to come in and help me figure things out. And sometimes I call it my universal manager. So it'll be like, you know, when I wanted to stay in Mexico for six months and I didn't know how I was going to really do that, um, I was like, universal manager, can you work it out to where Isla all of a sudden really wants to stay in school here <laughs> and universal manager, can you figure out how like I can run these retreats while she, and actually she's not here because she needs a parent while I'm running in the retreat and, ha- and figure out how to get her back. And so there was so many things that I just literally could not figure out. Then I'll just turn it over. I'll yep. turn it over to a higher power. So I, I practice that so much that now I have a lot of faith in it. So, whereas like, if you you hadn't practiced that, you might need to start smaller. But for me, I'm like, oh yeah, universal manager, figure this out. And then, um, and then I take real action. I take practical action, you know? So it's like, oh, I want to stay here. I don't know where we're going to live in a week. Um, I better get like, I better get on the, the phone or I better get on the internet and I better find us some places and see how much they cost and see how this could actually realistically work out. Yeah. I love that. Well, and you wrote all those a hundred emails that first time to find the house swap, which is, yeah, I get, yeah. In, you know, I'm an Aries. So there's that Ram and it's like, when I have an idea, uh, I won't stop, you know? And so it's like just tapping into that desire and just being very headstrong about things of like, okay, I know this seems impossible, but then almost like it's a fun challenge. Yeah. You know, like just not letting it stop you. Yeah. All right. So I love that. So now, I mean, I think everyone can benefit from what you're about to share, but I know that the entrepreneurs who are listening will really resonate, but you work with so many people. I know that you um, have come up with some different ways, reasons that people get stuck, right? With entrepreneurs get stuck as they're moving toward their big entrepreneurial goals, whether that's to go lead retreats somewhere tropical or write a book or whatever it is. Right. Um, And that's really important to me because, um, you know, I'm, I'm always helping people to make a plan and follow through with it. And inevitably um, when we get stuck a lot of times, I feel like what we are really trying to do is get to the root of it because as humans, I think what we want to do is we want to judge ourselves and then we want to like add more tasks. <laughs> so it's like, if I'm stuck, yeah. I must be doing the wrong thing and I need to do these things. Um, so I know you have a lot of wisdom about this. So will you tell us about the, the four different ways that you think get an entrepreneur stuck? And I mean, I think it could be, you were telling me about them. So I almost feel like it could really be an entrepreneurial person. And I, I think motherhood and work can both be on, you know, a job can be entrepreneurial in nature as well. So we can all get stuck. 
yeah, we can all get stuck. So, you know, I wanted to create, after talking to hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs and working with so many of them, I wanted to create a resource that would help people in the different phases they're at um, so that they could move through these phases. So I created this resource and it's basically a quiz and the quiz is called, which hang up is stalling your heart centered business. Um, And so there's, when I was looking at trying to make sense of all the different people that I've talked to, they're, they're evolved out of that four different categories. So one is called stuck in the muck. And that's where you're um, like deep in your business or whatever it is that you're, you know, you're trying to do, whether that's motherhood or your business or your life, you're stuck in the muck. Like you're kind of like deep in the details of it. So you're not really seeing the bigger picture. You're not really moving forward like you would like to in the bigger picture because you're stuck in the details of it. Um, so then there are, so if you get stuck in the muck, when you do this quiz and you get these resources of how to move beyond that. Right. And the second one is lost your mojo. And that's where I've seen this happen a few times where really successful entrepreneurial women will have a certain level of success. And then something will come along and derail them and they'll struggle and they lose their confidence, but they still have this quiet desire to continue on the path that they were on. And they need some help getting getting back to that point and they need to take action, but they're scared to take action because the action they took didn't pan out, but they still need to dive back in. So that's lost your mojo. And the third one is creative overwhelm, which this one, so many of my people relate to, and I, and I relate to so well, and that's where you just have so much energy and so many ideas and you want to do everything, but when you try to do everything, you're still not moving ahead because your focus is so spread everywhere. Right. Yeah. And the last one's called out of alignment. And that's where you have a certain lifestyle desire that you want, whatever that may be, but the things that you're doing in your business or life are not actually the right things to get you to that lifestyle. Awesome. All right. So tell us about what, tell us about the creativity one. Cause this comes up all the time in my groups um, with the creativity one, when you're doing too many, when you're, when you're just in too many directions, what happens when you choose one? Well, I don't like to think of it as choosing one because it feels like that's very limiting, but I like to think of spreading things out over time. Oh, right? I love that. Yeah. Because when you're really like you, when you're really headstrong attached to a goal, then it's hard to just imagine letting it go. You feel like you're being punished, right? So right. instead of thinking of it that way, I think of like, okay, phases, right? So it's like this year for me, um, I'm working on building up, redoing this email course and launching it. Now I've been doing that for months and it's tedious because it's detailed work and I'm more of like a big vision person, but I have to force myself to finish up all the details to get this program done and to launch it. And I kind of won't let myself do anything else. So of course I have these ideas popping up of like, Ooh, what if I like ran another retreat? Like I just went to Baja, right? Like, what if I quickly next month, just go back to Baja and like invite people to come, (laughs) you know, Um, what if I just like, okay, if Isla wants to go to San Miguel in April again, why don't I just see if I can run a retreat before? And it's like, no, you cannot do that right now. You can do that later. Remember you have a retreat planned in Morocco in March, 2023, right? Let's focus on that. So it's like, 
not dissolving the idea, just putting, pushing them back a little bit and rewarding yourself like delayed gratification. Okay. Deshay, if you launch this course and you make a lot of money, then you get to then think about when your next retreat is and like how you're going to market that, but let's do it right. Let's not just throw it out there and be like, Hey, you want to come with me next week? No, it's like, this takes months to do. So this is where a calendar comes in really, really handy. Like yeah. you're such an expert at this planning, right? So it's like really planning, looking at your calendar. When you have an idea that pops up, I like to document the ideas, right? So it's yeah, like the ideas will continue to come back and they'll cause brain fog. So I like to get them out on paper and it's like, okay, I have a whole vision book and I'll put these ideas down in the book. And then I'll look at my calendar and think, okay, when is a really good time to do this? And that does take some effort on my part. It's, it's not my nature to have to delay gratification. <laughs> so that I have to work on that. That's part of like, the challenge. yeah, hundred percent. And we talk about this a lot actually in flow, because I believe that when we get those ideas and I know that some of us get more of them than others, like it definitely is a creative conundrum. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, and part of it, I actually think comes from just the quieting, like the meditation, because what I think it is, is it's our intuition telling us, you know, like giving, basically dishing out what our life is to us. And, and so it's like the smarter way to lead. It's like, instead of responding to what the world's telling us we're capable of, or we're like, literally like it's bubbling up from inside. And so I don't believe we think of things that we're not capable of, or are supposed to do. Um, And that same intuition doesn't understand time, like literally doesn't understand Mm -hmm. time. Like the second you have the idea, as far as your brain is considered, it's done. It's like, you've already done it. And so the second I realized that I was like, oh, okay. So now I just have to like, let my brain know that, yes, I have done it because I'm putting it in the calendar for five months from now. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. it's as good as done because I'm going to trust myself to get to it. But right now I'm focused on this other thing. And it's, I, I a hundred percent feel the hardness in that, but the, um, but there's, there's also a relief in putting it down. Cause then you're like, Oh, like, like a lot of times everything feels like I've had moments in my life before I got into, you know, really coaching on time where, um, I would like, I would end a year and be like, what the hell happened? And I feel like the benefit of like letting it bubble up and then putting it in time is that you're like, oh my gosh, like I actually can, can do a lot in, in a year. I can do a lot in three months. Um, and the second you get it into time, it's actually usually less overwhelming. And mm-hmm. so I, for me, that's been a really helpful, helpful tool. Yes. All right. So email. Let's talk about email for a minute. So you're, 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 you put your butt, your butt in the chair and you've been you're upgrading. Cause I mean, you've been doing this course for a while, but you're, you're upgrading and redoing this course. Um, and tell us why you're so passionate um, about teaching people about email and email lists. Well, when I was looking at, you know, all the different women that I've coached over the last eight, eight years, um, I was like, what is like the one thing that I, that I teach everybody that's super practical and that everybody needs. And that would be email list building. Um, so 
that's why I decided to put this in, you know, first it was a mastermind. You were in the mastermind. Then I turned it into a course. And then I was working with a client who's actually a course creator. And she started showing me how she's using all this new technology to create courses for her clients. And when she showed it to me, I was like, as soon as we're done with your sessions, I'm hiring you. <laughs> I want <laughs> you to, to do this for me. I want you to make my course really experiential and beautiful. And so we've been working together for months and we basically, she's, she's, she's like an expert in like learning styles and online learning, you know, which yep. is something that's sort of new for me. You know, I'm like, Oh yeah, just throw into a course, but she really looks at how people learn and she makes it fun and she makes it pretty. So we've been, basically, we just overhauled the whole, the whole course and we're rebranding it. And so that's what I've been working on. And the reason why I'm passionate about it is because I just feel like it's the number one business tool. Like if you had to pick one, if you were like, okay, here are the 20 things I need to do to go to, to make money in my business and, and be a virtual entrepreneur. Right. Um, cause I'm not saying you have to have an email list for every single business, but if for sure, if you want to work from anywhere, you, you definitely need to have an email list, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's, it's, if you have, if you have limited time and energy and you have all of these choices, I would say that's the one that I recommend people focus on. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And um, when we start to sort of discern and focus in that way, it just saves us. It's so much, it's, it saves us so much time. I think it saves so much time. The second I like let go of a lot of the bells and whist- whistles and really just focused on email Um a lot, a lot changed. And like, I, and I got, you know, less complicated. And of course, over time, my business has grown, but, um, and so I get to add in the complications mostly because it's just not all me when it was all me, (laughs) my email list is definitely the best way like to, to have growth and to sell and all the different things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what really hit me was this one statistic. So a lot of my people that come to me are spending a lot of time on Instagram. And so um, they're spending all this time on Instagram, but I read this statistic that only 1.6, actually it's dropped to 1.2 right now, 1.2% of your people will see your post. So you're spending all this time trying to keep up with the algorithm and make reels and dance and point and all this stuff. And 1.6% of your people or 1.2% are going to see that as opposed to like an average, not even good, just like an average open rate for email is 20%. But the problem is people are spending they're not, they're spending like 1% of their time on email lists and 20 to 40 to 60% of their time on Instagram. So when I saw that statistic, I was like, oh my gosh, like you get 20 times the return on email than you do from Instagram. Yet why are people spending 20, 20 times their time on Instagram? That should be reversed. You know? Yeah. I love that. That's my, that's my mission. Yay. All right. So we will put, um, we're so excited that this is your mission and it's a great, I mean, I haven't taken this version of the course, but I'm super excited to see it. Um, but I have taken, I've seen your material and it's great. Um, so, so we're going to put a link to the quiz. Okay. We'll put in the show notes. We'll put a link to the. Ch- you're going to have a challenge that help that helps people see if the course is a good fit. Is that what the challenge is about in in early April? So no challenge, but we're going to oh. have the, we have the quiz and then we have the course. 
So oh, the, the course, course is coming the course out. is yeah. coming live. Got it. So the course yeah, is coming course. live in early, early April. It's going to be ready to go. I love it's it. Almost done. Almost done. Finishing touches. So exciting. So in wrapping up, so right now, tell us a little bit about like work, life, kids, health. Tell us about the balance of all this. So you're doing big things like I'm you know, you're, you've hired someone to like take this course that um, you've created the content for years ago, but you know, you're, you're ready to make the next big leap. So there's a lot going on. You've just gotten back from one of your amazing rich Mexico moments. So what, tell us about balance and how you navigate your days right now. Well, this is an interesting time. And so as we were talking before, and this is the first time I've really shared this publicly, but a few months ago, I got diagnosed with stage zero cancer. So of course that, that wasn't planned on the calendar. That wasn't part of the mix. And, and now I am in the process. So I've had a couple of surgeries and thank goodness it's stage zero. So that's a really, that's the best diagnosis you can get for breast cancer. Um, so I've had a couple of surgeries and I've had it removed, but now I need to go through radiation. I'm choosing to go through radiation and, and it's every day. It's every day, the month of March, um, except for the weekends. So and I have to drive to it. And so basically right now I don't feel any physical pain or anything like that. I might feel some fatigue later and I've just started I'm I'm in week one, but I have to drive to the treatments and it takes me about two hours door to door. And I'm also right in the middle of like finishing up my course and launching it. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So- and you and, still have a child and a husband and you haven't like yes. sent them off to Mexico. They're still with you in Vermont. Yes. Yes. So it's like, oh yeah. And there's dinner and you know, like, oh, and I need to take my daughter to her friend's house. So there's normal life, there's health, and then there's business. And um, sometimes even with the best planning, it, it happens where you have two or three big things happening at once. So my big thing, and that's why I have to be very, very, very diligent to pre- protect my energy and myself, which is, okay, this is March. Um, I went to Mexico for the month of February. I just got back the day before my radiation started to basically pamper the hell out of myself. You know, I went, I did a one-to-one business retreat with a client. Then I did a solo retreat for four days by myself in a beautiful place. And then I had a week vacation with my family and then we all came back together. So I was basically gone almost, well, actually it was 17 days, 17 days in the fun and like in the sun, having fun, preparing myself for the moment that I came back to start this radiation journey. And I knew that I would need to finish up and launch this course. So now I'm in it. I'm in the work phase. I'm in the super duper focus on my health phase. And I cannot allow myself to be stressed about either one because I have to take care of my body, (laughs) but you know, I have to, there's no choice. I have to remain calm. And so normally where I'd maybe have some anxiety about this course launch, when that anxiety comes up or it's like, oh my gosh, and you still need to do this, that, and the other. And it's like, nope, calm down, take it step by step. If I need to push this launch back, I will push it back. I just have to maintain this steady sense of calm and releasing expectations, doing the work, do, 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 do. And then the other thing is like what we talked about before is 
there's no room for anything else right now. So I do have these ideas and I'm like, I do want to zip back over to (laughs) Baja. I do, I do want to go back and stay in that hotel and do another collaboration with this hotel that I did, you know, that I was working with um, just a few weeks ago, but it's like, no, right now you just nothing new, just nothing new for this month. Just get through these two things and focus. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's, it's interesting because when you, when you talk about all those things, like, yes, you have to show up and do the tasks for your course and you have to drive to go to to get the treatment every day. But it's like, but the work that you just said you have to do is more around like staying in ease and staying calm and not getting overwhelmed and saying no. Like, so actually like it's, inter- it's always interesting to me because the things that we have to focus on being and doing and like weaving in usually actually don't have to do with like the big thing, you know, like they're supporting the big things, but so often we think it's all the little things. And, you know, it's like one of your, one of your people who gets stuck, one of your quiz results is the person who's stuck in all the details and not able to see the big picture. And it's so cool how you're staying so focused on the big picture and what the big picture really needs of you right now. Um, Yeah. And I have to just, you know, like I cannot take on any more clients. And so sometimes it's like, you have, I've said this before, probably even on this podcast, but sometimes you do have to like slow down to speed up. So I'm, I'm like forcing myself not to take on any projects or any clients, which that's revenue. Like, isn't it so tempting just to make more money, but I'm like consciously like slowing things down in one area so that I can really focus and do a good job in these other areas, which will then pan out and help me over time. Both of them, my health and this course cross my fingers. Hopefully, you know, I put in the right intention. I put in the right effort now, and that will help me in the future to get to where I want to be. Um, 100%. Continue to, you know, continue to grow. 100%. Because that's slowing. I think like the rush energy that so many of us, I mean, it's so easy. It's so easy to pick up the rush energy in this world that we live in. And to me, that has been one of my biggest life lessons. And it was also one of the most refreshing things just like within my community and household to watch during the pandemic was just really when we do slow down, we do speed up time and speeding up time is very different than rushing or we like speed up results. I shouldn't say we speed up time. When we slow down time, we like, (laughs) we sort, sort of amplify the results and um, it's, it's amazing to, to watch and witness and see it's hard, a little hard to explain <laughs> until you experience it, but just listen to everything to said and you'll be there. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here today. This is amazing. Well, thank you for having me. It's great oh my to gosh. catch up with you again. Yeah. So good. And for anyone who's wanting to grow their email list, definitely pay attention to Deshay and we will put the links for all that in the show notes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so all much. Right. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because I'm a true believer that action is how real change happens. And I have seen this over and over again. And very often we get stuck because the action that we think that we need to create to make the changes that we want, we think it has to be really big. But I have seen over and over and over again that the little things really do add up. In fact, 
I believe that the little things adding up create bigger change than if we think we have to change everything all at once. Because we can't. We can't change everything at once. We have very full lives, most of us listening to this show. And so it really is important to focus on one thing at a time. All right? So from every episode, I always choose three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and choose which one you're going to put into action. And you can always come back, play with one and come back and do the next. But I do recommend one at a time. So here are the three from my conversation with Deshay. Number one, get clarity of desire. Start by asking, what is the ideal situation I would love to happen? What do I want my life to look like? Don't shut down ideas because you don't know how it will happen. Oh my gosh, a mistake we all make. You don't have to know how it will happen. Just get really clear on what you truly desire. And you can do this with your eyes closed, lying in bed. You can take out a pen and paper. Any way that you can do this, truly imagining what it is that you desire. All right, that's a fun one. Number two, turn it over and take a step. Deshay uses a combination of turning things over to a higher power and taking small steps. And turning things over is a big deal. She recommends, she I love how she calls it her universal manager. She recommends say what it is that you need your universal manager to figure out. Then take a practical step. Remembering you don't have to figure everything out to take each step. And I have found that turning it over really is a practice. So it's not like something you do once. It's something you do like once an hour. Um, Really remembering that you don't have to have all the answers. The answers can literally come through you. So number two, again, is turn it over and just take that next step. All right, doable change number three from this conversation. Get ideas out of paper and calendared. You know that I love this one, right? If creative overwhelm resonates, this is a fabulous doable change. When you have your brilliant ideas, write them down. Write them down in a vision book or a certain area of your journal. And then... Think about when this could happen and put it in your calendar. So often we get these big ideas and our brain just wants them all to be happening right this instant. In fact, usually when they're an idea that's ours that we're really going to follow through on, our brain considers them done. So sometimes the overwhelm comes in because it's like confused that it's not, which is totally normal because we live in time and once we have the idea, we still have to do it. But getting it into the calendar shows your brain and you that this is going to happen. It's just not going to happen today. It might happen next week or the week after that or even a few months from now or years from now. I've done that before. But just help your brain trust you, help your brain trust your ideas as they come by getting them down on paper and at some point roughly getting them into time. All right, I will see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, 
Share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 